Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. It is already almost the end of February. It's 2018 and it's already almost the end. Good grief. Pagani is celebrating a record 2017 with two Geneva show cars. Another 160,000 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports have been recalled in America. The 2019 Porsche 911 GT3 RS demonstrates its abilities on the track. And don't worry, it still has a naturally aspirated flat 6. Though it generates, as near as makes no difference, 520 horsepower and is a 4 liter flat 6. That's impressive. Also kind of looks like a slightly, you know, downscaled GT2 RS, which isn't a bad thing. BMW M760 Li and its V12 engine could face the guillotine. Corpatali missile coming to Geneva with 1,800 horsepower. I'd be surprised if it was street legal. To any degree. First batch of 2018 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross SUVs are arriving in the U.S. Elon Musk gets permission to start boring for a Hyperloop tunnel in D.C. DMC launches a suitably insane, almost 1,000 horsepower Aventador Edizione GT Las Americas, whatever that means. Volo trademarks the XC50 nameplate. Is it for a compact coupe SUV? Well, considering it's XC, then it's an SUV of some kind. Whatever it's going to be for, though, I have no idea. Mercedes-Benz EVTOS batteries learn to cope with low temps. Bentley uses Tree's Mississippi Wetlands for its latest wooden veneer. General Motors has trademarked the Tribute name. Yes, that used to be on an old uh, Mercury. So what what they could be wanting to use it for is beyond, I think, a lot of people. Well, well outside of people who are inside the company. But anyway, Volvo won't offer a new generation of petrol engines, and that is sad. 2019 Audi A6 interior shots reveal an A7-like dashboard. There's that family resemblance for you. Nissan launches robo-taxi tests using modified Nissan. Well, of course they'd be Nissan Leafs, but they're still, either way, they're modified, and they look... Eh, kind of worse. Also, they're old Nissan Leafs. But hey, way to reduce and reduce and reuse, so that's not so bad. 2018 Yenko S. Yenko Supercharged. Com- it's not a Camaro. Either way, Yenko has supercharged. I believe they have supercharged a Silverado and they've gotten it up to 800 horsepower. That's insane. I wish Shelby would uh, make a, you know, supercharged DT Ram. That'd be fantastic. 2019 Hyundai Tucson Beso scooped as an executive confirms an N variant. Volkswagen is making a T-Rock convertible SUV and is coming in 2020. Geely Boss becomes Daimler's biggest shareholder by, acquir- by acquiring a $9 billion stake. 2019 Porsche 911 tested as company hits, hints at an electrified variant, and I thought that they weren't going to do that, and then they were going to do that, and then it was going to take forever for them to do that, so what, you know, what's up? Is Lexus testing an LCF prototype in California? If they are, I think I know what a lot of people are going to say. That ain't no LFA... Successor or replacement? That's probably what they'd say. I might almost say that too, but... Oh, well. Although I would kind of agree. That's not much of a LFA successor. Close, but not quite. Shelby's wide-body kit is here to transform your Mustang S550. Audi teases all-new A6, says the unveiling will happen soon. BMW joins forces with Great Wall to build electric minis in China. Ford creates the world's largest billboard for the new EcoSport. Talk about a waste of potential. They, they can put the Ford GT on there, the GT350, but no, they had to put the EcoSport on there. Cooper could adopt electrification before the main Seat brand. Ouch. Ooh, get this. So, for 15 euros, you could get a LEGO Speed Champions Ford Fiesta WRC car. 
That's probably at least nearly $15, probably 13 No, from what I remember, yeah, I think that's about 15 bucks. In I saw a a post on a former one that apparently the euro is about like a dollar and twenty cents at this moment in time. So basically, it's the same, but still, holy mess, that's awesome. Makes me want to get one or get that anyway. That'd be cool. Report indicates two-year high for used diesel car prices in the UK. Toyota Igo gets an exciting facelift for Geneva, and it's... Uh, I'm not sold. Stink bugs stop Japanese car imports into New Zealand. Audi is the first to roll out vehicle-integrated toll tech in the US. That's, that's cool. Not gonna deny that. Volkswagen and Porsche executives could be called to testify before Congress about Dieselgate. Yeah, I swear this is gonna go on for the next three years. 2019 Buick Envision facelift coming to the U.S. in April. 2019 Santa Fe to become Hyundai's first U.S. diesel model. Lister wants to create a hypercar dubbed the Storm 2. Not the most creative of names that we've had, but considering it's Lister, I'd still be excited. See what they can come up with. W Motors showcases its hypercars at its first dedicated showroom in Dubai, and uh, they, W Motors is the people that created the Lycan Hypersport. Polestar 1 touching down in Geneva for its European debut. BMW M8 Grand Coupe concept likely heading to Geneva. Land Rover Explorer smartphone is, smartphone is as rugged as a Land Rover SUV. I just have to wonder what the coverage would be like, considering... I mean, I guess that, that would be what would be covered under your plan from T-Mobile or who knows what, but... JLR is auctioning off 100 classic cars, not a Jag or a Land Rover among them. Some of them are pretty cool, though. Toyota is recalling 74,000 units of the Tundra and Sequoia in the United States. 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe feast drives on 122 photos, and it actually looks better than I thought. Looks pretty good. 2018 Peugeot 504 officially reveals its slick fastback body style. The front end is kind of eh, but everything else is fantastic. Mitsubishi Evolution and Plate could, could make a comeback. Although as much of us, as a lot of us suspected, probably not as a sports sedan, and that's uh, Volvo S60 coming this summer. V60 Cross Country also confirmed, which is sweet. Italian design Zeruno Targa looks stunning in latest images. Ford's president of North America, Raj Nair, leaves company over inappropriate behavior, and that's uh, that that one is actually pretty sad. Kia rules out additional Stinger variants and a pickup. I can't Stinger Ute. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Anyway, I hope y'all enjoyed. Now we'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. Car books, car shows, car merchandise, car games, and even a car podcast. That's who I am. Do you realize when you're doing the things you love, it's not work? I'm Cody Wagner, host of Cody's Car Conundrum, and my passion is absolutely everything cars. My purpose in creating Cody's Car Conundrum is to be a resource for all things cars, from games to product development, product reviews, and even writing new automotive books and articles. With my mom's help, I've created a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my computer equipment and Xbox and even my podcasting equipment too. I also have created t-shirts and I'm looking to market those as well as my books. Visit my campaign at www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Help me show teenage entrepreneurs you can follow your passion and people will help you move to the next level. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We need to do the recalls now. And we start off with Mitsubishi. Let's see here, considering how relatively few vehicles Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi sells each year in the United States, it sure has been recalling a lot of them lately. And a lot of those, in turn, have come down to the Outlander Sport. Earlier this month, the Japanese automaker announced the recall for 140,000 Outland 
Outlanders, Lancers, and Outlander Sports for detaching drive belts. Then it recalled another 170,000 Outlanders and Outlander Sports for the problem with their parking brakes, along with 56,000 Lancers for detaching sunroofs. Now, it's recalling yet another nearly 160,000 vehicles in the U.S., all of them Outlander Sports from the 2011 to 2016 model years. The problem here comes down to water leaking in between the hood and windshield, causing the wiper leak to corrode and separate. Since that could reduce visibility when driving and increase the risk of a crash, Mitsubishi is calling those crossovers into dealerships across America to have their wiper link rods and motor crank arms replaced. No word on patching up the leak itself, but the process to replace the corroding components is set to kick off in April. That's a little while away. That's about two months from now. That's a little sad. 158,651 vehicles being recalled towards the 103,068. No, 103,686 total vehicles that Mitsubishi sold in the United States last year, which itself marked a 10-year high for the automaker. That's, that is sad. The Outlander Sport remains one of the company's top sellers in one of its largest markets, accounting for 33,160 units, or nearly a third of its overall sales in the U.S. throughout 2017. At 35,310 units, only the larger Outlander outsold the smaller Sport in Sport model in question, each nearly matching the sales of the Mirage and Lancer combined. Wow. Man, that is sad. And before we get on to the next recall, I just want to see this. That is so cool! That is so cool. See, now, how come we can get this, but we still can't get a LEGO Viper? I will never stop- I will never stop bringing that up until we get a LEGO Viper. I mean, despite the fact that I made one. That's not the point, though. Man, that's cool. I mean, I have another LEGO Rally car, but it's cool to see uh, a real-life interpretation of the real deal. And now for Toyota. Toyota has announced two recalls related to some of the body-on-frame trucks it sells in the U.S. The larger of the two concerns the 2018 Tundra Pickup and Sequoia Sport Utility Vehicle, or SUV. The problem lies with the vehicle's electronic control system, which may incorrectly place the vehicle in diagnostic function and disable the stability control system. Since that can potentially increase the possibility of a crash, the owners of some 65,000 Tundras and Sequoias are being notified to bring their vehicles into their local dealerships to have their software updated. A small recall has also been issued for certain 2017 Tundras with second row seating, which refers to the double cab and crew max configurations. On these vehicles, the bolt securing the left rear seat may not have been properly fastened, so dealer, dealer technicians are being instructed to inspect and tighten them on an estimated 8,800 trucks. Though the Sequoia with little over 12,000 units sold last year is hardly a big seller for Toyota, the Tundra is, as last year the automaker sold over 116,000 examples of its pickup in the U.S. That puts the big truck ahead of the Sienna and just behind the forerunner in Toyota's truck sales chart, but far away from the nearly 200,000 Tacomas? Wow, and that was just 2017. Yeesh. Both pickups were far outsold by the RAV4, 400,000 plus units, and the Highland, 215,000 units. That contributed to 1.1 million trucks, sport utes, crossovers, and minivans that Toyota sold in America last year. That's more than 910,000 passenger cars it moved last year, and far more than 104,000 upscale Lexus models it delivered over the same period. So, SUVs and pickups will still reign supreme in the second largest market in the world, and unless there's a sudden spike in oil prices, we can't see that changing anytime soon. 300 horsepower Isaiah Atika Cupra aims to be a true sport utility vehicle. Well, wouldn't that just make it a Cupra Atika? Would that make it a Cupra Atika or an Atika Cupra? Huh, that's a conundrum. And a problem. Seat Taranko SUV leads ahead of possible Geneva debut. China's Levici 2 debut 992 horsepower electric sedan in Geneva. Rolls Royce teases Cullinan SUV's luxurious viewing suite feature. Remember the David Brown, oh man, what do they call it? Well, anyway, it had rear bench seating. That's basically what Rolls Royce have done, but apparently better. Peugeot Rifter 4x4 concept takes the French van off the beaten path. 
Official new Volvo V60 is a gorgeous wagon packed with advanced tech, and man, I want one. I wish they'd go, I wish they'd take that V60 and take it racing. Get a V60 and take it racing and make it like the, uh, like the Volvo touring, touring cars of old. That would be awesome. 2019 Bentley Continental GTC primed for Mercedes S65 Cabrio Duel. Chevrolet Corvette Z06 owner slapped GM with fourth class action lawsuit over limp mode. Man, ouch. I thought, also, I thought they got that fixed by now. Mercedes AMG GT four-door coupe is almost ready for its close-up. Peugeot Rifter forms a new partnership to replace the TP. Ferrari 488 Pista. Pista. And yes, it sounds like pasta. Either way, the Ferrari 488 Pista is here to take the 720S's crown. Also, side note, Pista is apparently uh, something track-related in Italian or hardcore so something. Either way, though, looks fantastic. Can't wait to see what kind of lap times it does on Laguna Seca. BP predicts there will be around 320 million EVs by 2040, and that actually is something I, could, I can believe. Porsche has reportedly ended production of its diesel-powered vehicles. Oh dear, Dieselgate is biting, uh, biting VW pretty hard. And I mean all of VW. Hyundai Nexo has the longest, lo has the longest range of any FCV. Villeneuve transforms a Mitsubishi Lancer into the luxurious all-roads Ronin. Looks cool. I wonder if it's a body kit you can buy. New Seat Ibiza Cupra leaked ahead of Geneva debut. Once again, is it in I, is it in Ibiza? Because we all know Cooper is its own brand now, so is it in Ibiza Cooper or a Cooper Ibiza or a Cooper Ibiza? Which is it? Volkswagen, tell us! Which is it? Cadillac ATSV Vector Blue Edition is exclusive to Japan. Peugeot is going to display this 15-foot-tall lion sculpture in Geneva. Sangyong E-Civ Electric Concept previews new compact SUV. Lotus 311 430 is the fastest and final edition of the famed two-seater Lotus. That isn't the Elise, or the Evora, or the Exige. Kia previews all new K900 flagship sedan with this teaser. Lexus confirms UX small SUV for Geneva with this teaser. Let's see what this action, what this class action lawsuit's all about. Chevrolet Corvette Z06 owners have filed a fourth class action lawsuit against GM, leading to a cooling defect with the high-performance supercar. The class action filed by law firms Hagens Berman. Gr Grossman Roth and Yaffa Cohen, sorry if I got that wrong, the Miller Law Firm and Schuler, a bunch of people, claim that Chevrolet knowingly sold Z06 models with a cooling defect that renders them stuck at low unsafe speeds after about 15 minutes of track drive. Okay, that's pitiful, but did Chevrolet knowingly sell Corvettes with a cooling defect? No. Did Chevrolet sell Z06s knowing the cooling wasn't all that sufficient enough for track use? Probably. The lawsuit asserts that up to that there are up to 30,000 Corvette Z06 models from 2015, 16, and 17 model years, which could be affected. This lawsuit includes new cases from owners in Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Kansas, Michigan, Missouri, Nevada, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Texas. It also include it also adds implied warranty claims to the list of complaints against GM. Instead of building a car that could live up to the hype it created, GM chose to pour its resources into an onslaught of deceptive marketing touting to would-be buyers that the Corvette Z06 had track-proven structure and technologies, managing partner of Hagen's Berman, Steve Berman, said. What Z06 owners receive from GM, a car that peters out after 15 minutes of track driving, is anything but track-ready. The first class-action lawsuit was filed against GM in July 2017. It is asserted in the lawsuit that GM breached its warranty in failing to repair defective Z06. But, I mean, when you take, if you take your Z06 to the, I don't know if GM's warranty covers Z06s at the track, but if it doesn't, you took your Z06 to the track, 
Because let's understand, I read an article about this. Like, let's say you take your car to the track and your stereo breaks. That's not... And let's say that wasn't caused by anything that happened on the track. The automaker should cover it. But let's say your brakes... You know, your brake disc completely disintegrate. And you lose... And the entire brake disc on the left front tire is broken. And that was caused by hard brake at a track. But the automaker won't cover it. And if GM doesn't cover the Z06 at the track for stuff like this, well, what are you going to do? I get that that was deceptive marketing, and they led to believe they let they led would be owners and very much owners to believe that their car, cars were track ready. But there was a cooling defect caused by the car being driven at the track. That's a track derived problem, direct a directly track caused problem. I don't think GM would cover that. So I don't know how far this lawsuit's gonna get, but I don't know if they're gonna get anywhere. Let's see. We have one last paragraph. When plaintiff and the others. And the other class members purchased or leased their Z06s. GM expressly warranted in writing that Z06s were covered by a limited, by a limited warranty, and that the limited warranty formed the basis of, of the bargain. GM expressly warranted that at no charge it, it will repair any vehicle defect. GM breached its warranty obligations by selling inherently defective Z06s. No, okay, this lawsuit to me is a bit of a dead end. And as I said earlier, I don't think GM sold Z06s that had that had actual coolant, like, oh, well, there's a rock in the radiator fan or something. They didn't sell Z06s like that. They, what they did was sell Z06s, and this is basically all of them, they sold Z06s that didn't have the cooling systems that were required for track usage. That doesn't make them defective, it just makes them inadequate. That's the problem. It's not that they're defective, they're just not good enough. They're not, they're not defective Z06s, they're just Z06s with, as I said, inadequate cooling systems. And if, it, and if the cooling problem is caused by them running at the track, well, unless it, unless track driving is covered, which I assume it's not, what are they going to, I don't know, GM may settle. They may very well settle, but I don't know what they're going to, how far are they going to get with it, really. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. I will see you all next week. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye, until next time.